You're listening to the Choose to Be podcast with host Alana Gordon and Amy Wolsey. As you join us each week, we will provide you with tools, resources, and knowledge to help you navigate your healing journey. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you. Welcome to the Choose to Be podcast. Thank you for joining us today. As you know, Alana and I are doing a few individual episodes as our schedules are just not lining up right now. Lots of life, fun life uh, experiences that we're each uh, dealing with and we're just not getting our schedules in line. So just not working out as planned, right? How often does that happen? (laughs) I actually had a client ask me once, so because of all this coaching work you do in your life, doesn't everything just work out? (laughs) Like... Like, do things just finally get to where it just goes as planned? And I just thought, wouldn't that be awesome? No. So, in fact, just today, I found out that my plans to go on my yearly spring training game trip to watch my favorite baseball players, um, I mean, baseball team, (laughs) has been canceled due to this Major League Baseball lockout. And... I was actually in an appointment when I found that out, and I was pretty devastated. I've been looking forward to this for a while. And so I texted Scott and told him that it looks like our trip for the weekend is off because they canceled our games. And when I got home, he was waiting in the garage (laughs) to give me a hug because he knew how much I was looking forward to this and how I have a really hard time when plans blow up. And so he he was there waiting. And here is just what I have learned and what is different since I've been doing my own work. I let myself feel sad and mad. I stomped my feet into the house from the garage. I noticed when my brain's like, yeah, we probably should just go eat all that chocolate in the freezer right now. Who cares? It's 10 a.m. I noticed that my brain was telling me that I'm a brat for pouting (laughs) and I just allowed myself to feel all of that. And then when I was ready, to decide to think a new thought, I, I had this thought come to my mind, and it's this thought, the only constant is change. And I just kept thinking that over and over. The only constant is change. The only constant is change. And then I had a thought come to me, well, when plans change, that just means I get to make new plans. And so then I just shifted my thoughts over to figuring out what else am I going to do, and that's where I've been. That is what is different because of the coaching that I have done, because of the work that I do on an individual basis. So no, it does not make things go the way that I want, but it does help me to create something new when things don't go as planned. Okay, that really isn't what I'm talking about today. See what happens? I need Alana, so she keeps me in line. What I do want to talk about today actually comes from an experience I had last week. I was in the parking lot walking my groceries in the car and as I get to my car and pull up my back hatch and start to unload I I hear this man in the truck next to me he was there was a car in between us but went over his window was down and he started yelling and he was yelling very loudly profanity and I could tell very quickly that he was yelling either at a wife or a girlfriend calling her all kinds of names just horrible, degrading names and yelling this very loudly. And I noticed immediately my body have this visceral reaction. Like I just froze. 
which that's my trauma response, right? I'm like, oh boy, that sounds familiar. I know what that feels like. And my body just froze. And then I found myself just quickly putting all the groceries in the car, getting in the car to just feel safe. I locked my doors and I just sat there for a moment and I looked over and I could hear him still, even in my car, yelling. And as I sat there and listened to him yell, I had this moment where I was like, man, I wish I could just go over there and grab that phone and tell the woman on the other end of that phone, you know, you have the right to hang up. I wanted to say to the woman on that phone, did you know that you actually have a right to not be spoken to that way? I wanted to say, did you know that you have a right to a healthy relationship and that it is possible and it doesn't look like this? So I want to speak today to all the women on the other end of that phone. But first, I used to be the woman on the other end of that phone. I have mentioned before, and those of you who have been listening for a while now kind of heard a little bit of of my story here and there. I've never been this vulnerable as I am about to be, as I'm about to read an entry from my past journal from 2013. And it's one of those things where I know that I know my body well enough that when this thought came to me, I knew it was right. I could feel it in my body and my body starting to kind of shake a little bit. And it's that vulnerability shake. It's, it's that mix of anticipation and nervousness. I've got that going on right now. Anyways, I really want to share this because I feel it's really important to see where I was before I get to the next part of this of the episode. So bear with me as I'm reading from my own personal journal entry right now. And again, this was in 2013. I say, I'm angry. I am so angry that he still wants his porn. Okay, I can do this. I'm angry. I am so angry that he still wants his porn badly enough to not get help. He thinks he can do this alone. How am I supposed to feel? How can I move on? I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I don't love what he's still doing to me. Why am I supposed to be okay with this? Why am I the one who feels like I need help? This is years of betrayal. Years. No one would put up with this. Well, I would. I am. I'm weak. I have been trying so hard to use the atonement to forgive, forget. Well, that can never really go away. I'm trying to do all the things that he's asking. He wants me to trust him. He wants to have a say with the kids. He wants to be heard all the way out. No matter how long he pauses, I still have to wait. Ugh. He wants to not feel like a child. He wants more freedom. He wants, he wants, he wants. But when I want a nice card for my anniversary, what do I get? Nada. Really? Then I somehow become the one who is selfish and ungrateful and expects too much. And now I'm back to needing to fix myself. But no card. It's really not about the damn card. I don't know who I am, what I want, what I feel, or what I'm supposed to do. I feel lonely, lost, and stupid. If I read this entry as if it wasn't mine, I'd seriously commit this person to a hospital fast. But no one knows. No one can help. I can't share this. Even if I do, nothing will be done to help me. No one would follow through for me. It would fail me. I just focus on the positive, the blessings, and ignore all the other. 
I just keep living in denial that all this is falling apart or has fallen apart in my life. This life feels nuts. If ever someone gets a hold of this, heaven help them. They would think me the biggest pushover ever. I love him. I hate him. He cheats. Oh, poor him. I'm being so hard. Oh, don't have expectations. He's had a hard life. Be sensitive. What? He won't get help with his addiction. Oh, he needs time. I can't expect him to. And then in big letters, bull crap. This is bull crap. I feel like giving him an ultimatum. You go see someone. You get help. Tell him everything. Get help. Go to the addiction classes. I don't care if you have to give up freaking baseball. Do it. You put you first. Put us first. If you don't, you're out. No more. I can't do this to myself or my kids. But I can't say that. I'm weak. And I can't handle the ramifications that that would all cause. So I stay. And I get trampled on. When good things happen, and there are moments when it does happen. But I can't hold on to it. It's not real to me. It's fake. Because so much is still left as an open wound, and I still can't get past my anger. He let me down. And now I'm letting myself down. By not living my life. By not living the best I know how. I'm letting me down. Whew, okay. I'm just going to pause for a minute as I let that vulnerability sit there um, in real time here. Um, I wanted to read that because, quite honestly, I hear this from a lot of my clients. I know that I'm not the only one that felt that. And one of the reasons why I decided to do this for a living is to help one woman know that she's not alone in this because I felt alone. And I wanted one woman to know that there is hope because I did not feel like there was hope. So if there's just one woman that hears that entry and feels like she's not crazy and she's not alone, then that's enough. And what I want to tell the woman on the other end of that phone who was listening to the man in that parking lot scream and yell at her, I want to tell her that she is worth more than that. I want her to know that she's not weak, that she's not stupid. I want her to know that she's not crazy. It was interesting reading back on this entry and there's that part where I, I shift into this place of bullcrap, like all of that. Be sensitive. Don't have high expectations. His life in the past was really hard. All of those excuses that he had been giving me or other ecclesiastical leaders had been giving me and even his family to put up with that behavior. I shift from this place to bullcrap. And where I say, literally, I feel like giving him this ultimatum, which now that I have more education around it, it would be a very hardcore boundary <laughs> that I would keep. But this boundary of you will do this or I will do this. If you don't get help, if you don't go to these addiction classes, if you don't put us first, if you don't put you first, then I will leave. Where I say I cannot do this. I cannot do this to myself or my kids. And then, of course, my brain switches back to, but I can't do that. I can't. I can't be that strong. I can't be that bold. I can't bullcrap this. I'm weak. And I can't handle the ramifications. And so I stay and I get trampled on. 
I want to tell the woman on the other end of that phone that you have a right to your voice. You have a right to boundaries. You have a right to know what you want in your relationship. You have a right to know what kind of marriage you want. It's your marriage too. So my YSA dating and self-empowerment course starts March 13th. And it's for women 18 and 30. And I am so passionate about this course because I'm seeing more and more clients who are in their 20s who have already experienced trauma, abuse, and divorce, and they're not even 25. There needs to be a change. We have to start calling abuse, abuse. And what that man was doing in his car was abuse. I didn't need to know what that woman did. Nothing warrants that behavior and that verbal assault. I still see too many women feel the need to save the man, whether that's save him in the dating experience. So, you know, we give them excuses as to why they aren't asking us out or putting together plans. We save them from having to put in the work. We do all the work for them in so many ways. And yes, we can identify red flags and we can learn what healthy looks like versus unhealthy. And we can go to these courses and classes. And so like this YSA class I'm doing, I, I definitely find lots of value in, in learning how to have the conversation around pornography in a healthy way. There's, there's value in that. But what it really all comes down to is self-love, self-worth, knowing you are worth healthy and becoming that for yourself first. It always comes back to worth and value. And when I read that part in my journal, and that was a common theme throughout 18 years, I'd have a moment of fire and spunk, right? Where I'd speak up and have a voice. And then I'd drop back into that self-doubt, self-loathing even. And the longer that I spent time in that space, the worse it got in terms of me pulling away from me, my higher self. But really, my worth and value was not solid before I got married. I didn't really know who I was. And so it's a passion of mine to help these women know who they are, love who they are, and create that healthy within before they even start dating, ideally. <laughs> That's my goal, but especially before they get married. The tools to start practicing finding who they are, loving who they are, building that healthy independence so that no matter what happens, because we can't guarantee what happens in our life, they will know who they are. They will know what they deserve and what they want, unlike that girl that I look back on when I read my journal. So when I did get out, when I had this space, I started to see things as they really were. And I started to have a language around what it was I had experienced. And I could see that it wasn't normal. I could see that that wasn't healthy, that it wasn't something I was expected to endure because I made a marriage covenant, or it wasn't something that I had to do because a man's needs are you know, a man's needs and they're supposed to be met. When my awareness grew, that's when I had more options. That's when I could choose to step into my power or not. And it was one step at a time. Feeling both fear and faith, what I was being told healthy looked like, and this hope that I might find it. 
I want the woman on the other end of that phone to know that she is enough. That she doesn't have to change or be different. Or like this man was yelling at her about that she, you know, he was saying that she can't change her mind all of a sudden and tell him that he can't come over. Um, Hell yes, you can. I know it can feel scary and I know it feels overwhelming. I know that it feels impossible. But that's why I wanted you to see where I was at at one point. I don't have anything that you don't have to move from one place of, from that place of self-doubt to self-empowerment. Please, if you are in an abusive situation, get help. Find safe people to reach out to and speak up about what you are experiencing. Remember how many times, I think twice just in those two pages, I said, oh my gosh, if anybody would read this right now, they'd think I was crazy or they'd put me in a mental hospital. Because I felt so crazy. But when I did tell safe people, they didn't think I was crazy. They could see things as they really were because they weren't in that cycle. I was. If you're experiencing immediate danger, please call the hotline in the show notes. The fears that your brain is going to offer you about any kind of change, any kind of speaking up, I just want to validate. Of course, it's going to freak out. But that doesn't mean that we stay silent. It doesn't mean that we don't reach out for help. There are safe places and people who know about this to help you get through. And I urge you, if you are the woman on the other end of that phone, to get help. If you know someone who is in a situation like this, then I pray you will be thoughtful and know what to say and when to offer resources to help. There are more and more resources that are becoming available. I know that Kim Day is another champion in this area. She and I absolutely are passionate about helping women who are in these situations. And I know that her incredible brain has been hard at work and more resources are going to become available shortly. I will definitely keep you posted on that. We take this very slowly, one step at a time. If you are looking for more information around this, then you can go over to chooserecoveryservices.com and look up under courses. Again, therapist Kimberly Day and myself have an elements of abuse course. We just wrapped up our last course this past week and we'll be doing another one in um, probably another two or three months. So if you want to get on that wait list for the next one, then you can do that by going again over to chooserecoveryservices.com and that is called Elements of Abuse. And if you do know someone that is single between the ages of 18 and 30, then send them my way for the YSA Dating and Self-Empowerment course. I am, again, very passionate about helping women earlier and earlier recognize not only the signs of abuse and the red flags and how to have these healthy conversations or how, how to have these hard conversations in a healthy way, really it's about helping them to find themselves, to access their higher self, to see themselves as 100% of worth and value, to learn how to be that healthy, independent woman. And for the link on that, you can go to the show notes as well or choose recoveryservices.com. And you'll find the link to register for that there as well. All right, everyone, thank you again for joining this conversation, for hanging in there with me today. Alana will be with you next week with another amazing topic she has in store for you. Until then, 
Take care, everybody. Okay, I know what y'all are thinking. You're thinking that you wish you would have learned this a lot earlier. I know me too, which is why I teach the Young Single Adult Dating and Self-Love course for ages 18 and up. My next class starts in March. The link to register for that will be in the show notes, or you can head over to chooserecoveryservices.com or lifecoachingwithamy.com. Alana is also holding an in-person, which uh, is in Vegas, teen girl self-esteem and self-worth group, which is equally amazing. It's all these things we wish we would have learned and, and have known. So daughters, sisters, friends, spread the word on these courses. They fill up. We really want these young adults to learn as well as you are to choose healing, choose recovery, and as always to choose you. Take care, everybody.